Hi, I'm Jacques Barrett, comedian, actress, and idiot. I have a podcast of my own. It's called Quite the Pickle. Each week, myself and fellow comedian Emma Zamet think up a heinous situation, and then we interview a professional who gives us tricks, tips, and pointers on how to survive the pickle. At the end of each episode, we perform stand-up that we've written about what we learnt in the interview. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's Quite the Pickle, available on iTunes and Spotify. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to the Andy Social Podcast. And before we kick into this episode, come over and join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. It is one of the best ways to support this podcast and supports us from only a buck a month. Dirt cheap, set and forget. You won't even notice it. And there are additional tiers there if you want access to the exclusive Patreon podcast that comes out every Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. It is a fantastic way to support this podcast. The Patreon community is the reason why this podcast is now ramped up to two episodes a week. Thank you so much to everyone that's been a part of Patreon. And by all means, if you're thinking of ways to support this podcast, in addition to the usuals, you know, rating, uh, subscribing, following, sharing the episodes around, a bit of social media love, all that great stuff. If you want to do more than that, come over and join on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. Thank you very much. Episode 260 is right here, right now, in your ear holes, and this guest is a person who I've been stressing about for a long time when it comes to the to the podcast, uh, Glenn Dyson, Dicey, as uh, most commonly known in the Australian metal scene, an absolute legend, someone that I've been, I've been friends with for, oh, it'd have to be 15 years now, for sure, um, just a, an absolute legend, and um, we talk uh, a lot about... Um, a lot about what he's been up to over the past 12 months. But the reason why uh, I've been stressed about um, having Dicey on the podcast is that it's just taken this long. Um, I've known him for so many years. I've uh, gone through a large chunk of the Perth metal scene and have yet to even reach out to Dicey and go, hey, let's do a podcast. I think I made a couple of attempts uh, a while back, but um, we finally made it happen. This is a great chat. I didn't even scrape the surface. I was going to go in one direction with him, and he threw a curveball at me right at the beginning, and we just went off on this the most ridiculous tangent and then had a great chat. It was absolute, an absolute ball to, to chat with Dicey, and um, I think we'll we'll have to do a few more episodes over the coming weeks with him because uh, he's a part of Australian metal history, if uh, if you ask me. Uh, he's uh, he's a very busy guy, um, whether it be back in the day with his Prime Cuts label, um, his work with Soundworks touring over the years. He's a, a musician. He's played in a whole bunch of uh, great Perth bands, currently playing in Claim the Throne and I think a bunch of other bands that I don't even, I'm not even aware of. I can't even keep up to date with what Dicey's been up to. Um, in more recent times, he's opened up the metal club in Perth called Hornography. Uh, he's got the Bump in Source Co. He's got Apparel Direct. He's got his uh, brand new PR agency that he's just uh, set up called uh, Cult Etiquette. PR and you can go to coltetiquette.com.au and it's all on the socials. There's so much stuff. This guy is a jack of all trades and um, they might say master of none, but I reckon master of quite a few. Uh, he's just constantly on the move. And uh, this this chat is a great example of just what how dicey ticks and the way he approaches life and just uh, just doesn't mess about. He's always out to, to keep things moving and keep hustling. And uh, yeah, he's, a, he's an inspiration and a great mate. And I'm stoked to finally, after five and a half years, finally get him on the fucking podcast. So here we go. Enough crapping on from me. Please enjoy this great chat with the man himself, Dicey. Hey, man, I'm not talking to Andy Dowling with Johnny Fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your first bottle of wine or is it is it your second? 
Oh, probably my third, to be honest. But I, mean, I just saw the picture. I just saw your profile picture. Oh, I forgot that. That's Johnny Farnham, isn't it? Uh, hang on. Which, well, hang on. Is I that an old picture? I don't even know what my profile picture is. No, oh. Uh... It looks like an old picture of Johnny Farnham. I could be wrong. Oh, no, there's a... Oh, if it's my Facebook profile picture, it's um, it's me... Uh, with some random German guy with a really horrid mullet. No, no, it's some dude with a Christmas hat on. Oh, okay, yeah, that's Johnny. That's Johnny. Hey, I told you, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> My mum is a massive Johnny Farnham fan. I grew up listening to John Farnham, so really, I know what um, I know what he what he looked like when he was really young. So I was, I thought that's Johnny Farnham. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> there you go. So you still hold uh, Johnny close to your heart. Yeah, man. Yeah, I do. I do. I've always liked Johnny Farnham, actually. Funnily enough, I guess that was because I grew up listening to it. But um, obviously, yeah, we knowing you guys did a cover of Johnny Farnham. Oh yeah, we're we're uh, we're slightly obsessed. <laughs> I, I think I think he, <laughs> I think he's the greatest singer of all time. And uh, and a lot of people a lot of people will uh, roll their eyes when I say that. But um, I, I reckon the the biggest disservice he ever did to music was he didn't uh, form a metal band or or any sort of hard rock sort of band because. Um, I mean, he certainly uses his pipes, but I reckon, uh, I reckon there are other uh, other opportunities there. Yeah, look, I have to slightly disagree on the best voice. I think he's the second best voice Australia's ever had. Kamal was the first. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. I, you can use this if you want during the episode. I've got about forty Kamal albums. Really? Yes, it's the only vinyl I have. It's the only vinyl I own, and the only reason is because I like op shopping. <laughs> All right. And every time when this this started from a couple of years ago, every time I go op shopping, I look through vinyl just out of interest. You know, I might find a classic that I you know I might give to a mate or something. I always see Kamala albums. I feel sorry for him. I was like, I'm going to start collecting these, see what I can get. I've got about at about fifty Kamala albums you could possibly own. I've, I've bought about forty from op shops. Wow! For, for a grand total of about eighty seven dollars fifty. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, I there's a guy from there's actually a guy from Perth. I don't know if you know him, but his name's Stu Lowsby. and um, okay, he I think he works at a music shop, and I can't remember for the life of me what the name of the place is. But he's not a he's not a metalhead or anything like that. But I think we came across each other on some Facebook group, uh, you know, vinyl or just random sort of music collections or whatever. And there was a running joke about Kamal vinyls, and I said that there should be a day, a national day every year, where everyone celebrates Kamal. And oh it, man, it, I'm down with this. I'll help start the movement. Yeah, okay. So we might we might have to try and research this idea because what you just said is exactly what we were talking about. Because we would go into op shops and there's always Kamal, there's always, uh, even on the east coast. Always, here, always, at least one. Always, at least one. And so I looked, I looked up his whole back catalogue online because I wanted, to, I want to try and get a grasp of just how many you know albums and compilations and whatever he's released over the years. And there's there's a lot. There's like a couple there is hundred. a lot. I'm telling you, I've I've actually no joke, man. I in my wallet, I have a list of what I don't own. <laughs> so when I go when I go because it got to a point where I was coming back with doubles, going, oh fuck, I've already got that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, too, I also grew up listening to Kamal because my mum was a big Kamal fan. Wow, wow. So what start? It started off as a bit of a joke, and then it just became a bit of an obsession. And I refused to buy them online because I don't want to like ruin the vibe of the op shop. No, no, it's got to, it's got to come from an op shop for sure. Yeah, and um, and I've even I've even bought some in I think Adelaide and Brisbane where I've been on tour and a day off, and I've actually gone op shopping purely looking for Kamal. <laughs> I found a couple of classics I don't have. So. Well, 
Oh fuck! This is this is oh what a way to start this podcast because I with this Kamal day what we were going to do is actually try and collect as many Kamal vinyls as we could from the op shops and do very similar to what you're doing and try and just get them all and just see how long it would take to to build up the entire back catalogue. And I started, but then I just gave up really quickly. But I I at one point had maybe fifteen of them, and I think I think I may have got rid. I might still have a few. If I've still got a few, I'll tell you what I've got. And oh, if, mate, tell and me it, what you've got because if there's anything, if there's anything you don't have, I'm prepared to pay good money, like at no. least three dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's about three times as much as you you probably paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> big prof, big prof there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, of of all the things. Oh, man. Yeah. So we we're going to do a National Kamal Day. I think um, I think it's going to be sometime in September. There was a, there was a. There was a, a a reason for it. It was either his birthday is in September or something like that. It, it marked a particular event in Kamal's life, and we're going to just basically put this whole celebration of Kamal around this particular day. Um, Brilliant. And uh, and yeah, it sounds like you're the man to sort of uh, really spearhead this campaign. <laughs> I'll promote it, mate. I'll promote it. I'll do it for nothing. <laughs> Might have to. I'll I'll... Do for the op shop price of one dollar, <laughs> yeah. I'll promote it. <laughs> Oh, the cogs are turning already. All right, I'll have to make a make a mention. Yeah, man, he's still one. he's still going too. He's still Is alive. He? he had a little. I think he had. Yeah, man, he's 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 quite old now. He's in his eighties. Um, yeah, yeah, he did a little a little special last last year. I think in Adelaide. I think he lives in Adelaide now, and he's, he's yeah, but he's still going strong. He's still singing. He's still the smooth, silky voice. Oh, he's got a he's got a deep voice. I tell you what. That, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see why my mum loved his uh, loved his voice so much. So. You know, I told my mum about what I was doing. Of course, she's like, "You idiot!" But um, then she would chuckle. She goes, "Oh, look, here, I've got some here. If you if you're missing any," <laughs> and she did. She had a couple I didn't have, so I got. I actually got those ones for free, which is great. Can you imagine if he, if it got to a point where there was enough hype around this and everyone jumped on the bandwagon, and suddenly it was just impossible to find his vinyls anymore because everyone just cleared out all the op shops. And suddenly, all of a sudden, they're worth like thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. There's suddenly a demand for it. The market changes. All right. Well, you know what? You know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm op shopping. I'm going to clear it. <laughs> what's left? I'll probably have a second and third collection. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's and literally, I mean, it's 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 everywhere. I mean, as you said before, you picked them up in other cities as well. They like there is not an op shop where you can't find at least one Kamal album. Oh man, totally, totally, and also. Even better, I've actually got about three of them assigned, which oh, I'm really? even more stoked about. They're actually signed. I thought, because there's a couple of, and I've researched this, a couple of issues that are, you know, they're printed signed, but these are legit signed. I'm like, no way, I'll pick this up to three bucks. Woo! How how heartbreaking would it be that poor old Kamal, he's, he's signed this beautiful record of his for a, an adoring fan, and then it's just ended up in an op shop. Who, I mean, who knows? I always, every time. Yeah, but then I've ended mm. up with it. Well, that's that's it—the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I, I yeah. always wonder what happens to these records. Like, if you know, I, I sometimes go go hunting and seeing what I can find. Sometimes you find some really good good stuff in in op shops, and uh, I just wonder where's it come from. Is it somebody who's just given up and they're trying to declutter, or is it somebody who's who's passed away and the family's you know moving moving them on and trying to get rid of them and just oh we'll just go and give them to the local charity shop or whatever it is. And I'm just I'm always I'm always amazed at just what's sitting in there and yeah especially with music and just going oh why someone why someone got rid of this like this is potentially worth something or at least it's 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 in good nick or it's, well, it's a classic album or something like that. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, and you know, especially now that um, vinyl's made such a huge comeback, um, I could be sitting on a gold mine, mate. You could you could <laughs> could be my retirement package. <laughs> and of all the people to like absolutely strike gold on like a Kamal collection, it would be you. Like just just to yeah. uh, oh, I think that would just be such a a, a great storyline. Dicey. <laughs> Dicey just like he, hits 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 fucking gold, <laughs> set for life. Massive grind fan and Kamal collector. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, seriously, it's the only vinyl I own. I don't even have a vinyl player, um, but the only vinyl I have that I that keep is cause my Kamal collection. Oh fuck! Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm looking around my room now, trying to work out where I where I put the Kamal records because I had to separate them from my my record collection because I was just getting annoyed by them. But now, uh, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. I tell you what, there is no better. Also, there is no better album cover than a Kamal album cover. <laughs> oh, so, man. anyone listening, if you want, if you want inspiration for an album cover, probably not metal, but <laughs> <laughs> I might have to do a um, grind Kamal cover oh, album. I think concept uh, a tribute dedication. Although all his songs are covers anyway, but I'll. I'll, I'll I'll make him. I'll make him dirty and disgusting. <laughs> there you go. He's. Uh, I just looked him up on Wikipedia. He's, he's eighty six. Yeah, yeah, and, I know. Yeah, he's, uh, he's up there, and uh, he's done. He's done thirty albums, more than a hundred well, gold. More than that, and, man. There's more than that, and there's, more than I'll tell you this, gold I've got that. I've got more. Well, he's got. He's got all the compilations as well. So and yeah, well, that's right. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot to. Uh, if you're a true collector, you get everything. Oh so. yeah, yeah, and and I mean. Maybe you get all the variants as well, so uh, you know, you know, maybe maybe there's yeah. And there's also some... stuff that was released overseas, like in Germany, that's not available here. You, you know, it's, I've done my research, man. Trust oh. me. <laughs> 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 oh wow! There you go. Shit, I'm 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 inspired. I've, I've got to actually write this down here. Come on, because I'll yeah. Oh, sorry, man. Good way to start the phone call. No, I mean, we're talking about classic Australian music, so it's yeah, all good. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I was I was pretty pumped to ch- talk about Farnsy, but to be honest, I mean, I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we shifted gears to Kamal pretty quickly. Yeah, man. man. He, he's he's the, what I call it. What do kids call it now? The OG. The OG. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know, Farnsy's pretty is definitely OG as well. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I think I think oh Kamal Kamal would definitely be. Uh, I mean, he's he's far older than Farnsy. I think Farnsy's oh. Might only be it. Yeah, he, 10, he, must, he must have about. He must have about. Yeah, he must have about fifteen years on Farnsy. By the way, I don't think Farnsy ever did a big day out. I know Kamal did. You're right. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Kamal did one of the last big day outs. Oh wow! Wow. Sadly, I did not witness this spectacle. This is before my um, obsession. But he did. He, he did. He did one. Of, I'm sure of it. He did one of the last big day outs. Really, I think there's all the ingredients are here to really make a, a resurgence for his public profile. But especially with like the millennials, I think I think there's a there's an ironic sort of uh, edge to it where I think uh, we can make Kamal cool again. Oh, Kamal with cool with a K for sure. <laughs> See, this is why I'm. This is why I need to spear the um, promo campaign. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. And I'll, I'll do it for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, mate, screen printed t-shirts. We could uh, we could do uh, some some uh, uh, little doilies, uh, you know, for your, Look, for man, your cup of tea. You know, little stubby holders. We'll do bandanas. You know, all the things. <laughs> and man, you know what? 
seriously, stranger things have happened, and these things do happen. Like, and things go around in circles. Like I said about, well, we, now we're talking about vinyl. Vinyl was, you know, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. Obviously, vinyl was massive, 50s, 60s, 70s, because that was the avenue that people had to listen to music, and it mm. died off because of CDs and, and digital, and now it's, it's massive again, absolutely massive again. So it's um, outsold CDs, I think, for at least a couple of years now, mm. and the demand for it is, is huge, you know. Bands releasing um, albums, not even on CD. They're just doing digital or vinyl. They're yeah. not even doing CDs. Crazy. So it's, inc- it's incredible little uh, – I remember my mum telling me that a long time ago, just saying, yeah, things go around in circles. Um, you know, fashions, music, blah, blah, blah. It's true. Like, you know, retro is big again. And, you know, I guess it's just a generational thing, you know. And yeah. I think it's fantastic. You know, I've always liked a physical product. I've, I've never – I mean, you know, I do have – my iPod and uh, you know everything's on. You know, I'm all backed up on my you know twenty bloody hard drives because <laughs> I need a backup for the backup, of course, yeah. in case the backup dies. Um, but I think it's it's good that it's gone around with you know the kids who you know they grew up now and they they've got this crappy little iPod and it's just you sit in your hand, you lose it pretty easily. And it, but now they they've gone like wow, oh my god, you can have this big piece of artwork and and photos and. I can read the lyrics, and it's great that it's gone back to that. And it's great that you know bands can actually start selling product again. Yeah, it makes it makes it a hell of a lot easier. I, I even, I mean, I think we're sort of the last of of that generation, at least with our band and, and the style of music that we play, where we can still flog a decent amount of CDs. Um, and yeah, and I think metal's probably the last, the last sort of. Part oh. of that of that era, um, but I reckon you, even you, CDs will come back eventually. Hundred percent, man. And, and the thing is, you know, with metalheads, especially, I mean, you know, metalheads are nerds. They really are. They're, they're metalheads are mad collectors. Uh, they're also, you know, they're big supporters of, of well, especially what's going on right now. They're big supporters of of, of, of bands, and you know, they know understand that this is how people make their money, so they're actually willing to part with it and buy physical products. And so I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's one of the few genres going around where People are still happy to buy a physical product, whether it be CD, even tapes. You know, tapes have made a little bit of a comeback, and yeah. you know, the old vinyl is um, it's kicking kicking butt right now. What's with um? I mean, I'm going all over all over the shop, but what's with um the cassette culture in Indonesia? Like it, they're they're obsessed with them. I just and I can't I can't work out why. I mean, it's it's a bit of a novelty. I, I like the idea of it, but it just seems to be such a big thing over there. I don't know. Maybe it's um, that's a good question. I mean, I've, I've spent half my well, I was spending half my life there. Um, I don't know. Maybe because it's cheap. I don't know. Well, they just just haven't looked past it. I mean, I don't think Indonesia would ever be a big vinyl. I don't think it's, they probably. I don't think anyone. Very few people probably even have a vinyl player there. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's just just the. Just the way it is. Maybe it's, I don't know. Russia could be the same. Maybe they're all about tapes. Mm. Maybe, you know, maybe not, they, um... obviously you know, a lot of people don't have a lot of money there, and if it's just easy to have a little tape and a little tape deck, and that's all they can afford, that's what they run with, you know. Yeah, it might be. It might be what they play through, and yeah, they're probably yeah a lot of little tape decks and things like that to to cart around the place. It probably that's probably uh, and far cheaper than a CD sort of stereo or whatever whatever it is. So yeah, it's it's weird because I think when we did. Um, 
we did Hammersonic a few years ago. Uh, uh, Hendro over there, he goes, oh, you want to yep. do a cassette? And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. So we did a little deal and, I mean, it cost fuck all to do a cassette. It's amazing. I, 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 was, I was almost intoxicated by the thought of the possibilities of just doing the entire back catalogue in a cassette variant. And I thought, oh, hang on, I might, I might just, uh, <laughs> I might shoot myself in the foot here. But, um, yeah, we did a little run of a hundred and, and they were great. You know, it was, it was fun. It was a little novelty to see, see your music on a cassette and, and, uh, have it there on your shelf there with, uh, with the rest of the stuff you've, you've released. But, um, it's just such, it's just so wild. Just, uh, of all the places and, and every time I'm like, even going back to the op shop stuff, you know, going to an op shop and I find some, some old hard rock cassettes and um, I take them home and I'm having a look and they're all Indonesian press. Interesting. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, which obviously means they're all bootlegs. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but there you go. I mean, but I think, uh, I think the metal, the metal crowd loves that stuff. I think, uh, you know, they, well, they, they do, you know, and like I said, metalheads and nerds, they're collectors. I mean, nerds in the, the, the best way. And yeah. I, that's the only way I mean it because, you know, nerds are cool. I like nerds. I'm a nerd. I'm a metal nerd. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, lots of Perth bands of, you know, pressing tapes and, and the people buying them, they don't even have a, they don't even have a tape club. They don't even play it. It's no. just, it's just a, it's just something to collect from you know your band you like and whatever. It just kind of looks cool. You know, I've still I've still got my tapes from oh my god, mid eighties, um, which you know, I haven't played probably since the nineties when CDs came out. But they're still sitting there. They're all I've got some old demos and um and, and, and whatnot. So, but yeah, you know, it's cool. I like it. I like it. You know, different formats and the fact that it's, they're still around and. You know, I like to do a little bit of eBaying here and there, and you just, you know, you, you'll type in a band, I don't know, in Doomed or something, and you might be after a shirt that I lost 20 years ago, and, oh, wow, there's all these tapes. They're usually pretty cheap, so. Um, look, like, whatever, as long as people are buying some physical product, I'm uh, I'm all for it, you know? Do you reckon do you reckon over the past 12 months with all the, all the COVID stuff that um, I think fans have just got a little bit more awareness of... of where the dollars go now, I think just oh, just understanding yeah, man, how, yeah. uh, how the mechanics behind it. Look, you know, obviously, uh, this is I mean, obviously, you know, with Soundworks, uh, with with Brad and Dave, Brad and Brad West and, and Dave Haley, you know, we we used to well, maybe we're all best friends, but you know, we're all you know keeping regular contact and we're you know talking about current situations and you know obviously where we're headed into the future. Um, but you know, we've been talking about that. People, you know, there aren't. There's no tours, right? So there's no tours, especially for, say, people in Sydney and Melbourne where they're probably going to two or three tours a month. Mm. Um, so they're not spending they're not spending 70 bucks on a ticket. They're not spending, you know, 50, 60, 100 bucks on merch. They're not spending 50, 60, 100 bucks on beers for the, for the night. Um, so they've got money to spend. And, you know, let, let's be, let's be uh, honest. We're lucky here in Australia where – um, you know, we haven't suffered too badly here and, you know, we're getting great government assistance where a lot of people are. So people still have money to spend and that's the whole idea, of course. Um, and, you know, metal fans especially, being the, the great people they are, and John, there it is, they're, they're very supportive and they're like, well, hey, look, I'm not spending 200, well, even more, you know, I'm not spending $500 a month on a gig. I've got this money, you know, I'm going to buy their vinyl, I'm going to buy a shirt, you know, and, and a band's, you know, obviously become quite savvy and, and smart and, you know, doing, you know, COVID special shirts and, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, making a lot of the situation and, you know, little collectibles and stuff. And bands, are, you know, they're happy to pay for it and buy, 
I gotta support the band, man. I can't tour. You know, like all the bands like Ted Butcher who did their, um, you know, live sets. I even, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, friends with the guys, but you know, I bought a ticket to their one of their shows and watched it online at five a.m. <laughs> having a few shots at five a.m. <laughs> trying to get in the mood, which worked really well. Um, but you know, and it's it's great. And, uh, you know, these guys probably, if I asked, they probably would have said, "Hey, man, we'll just give you a free ticket." You know, I was like, "No, nah, I, I, I don't." I, you know, I don't didn't want to take one. It's like well, these guys, are, you know, they, this is this is their income. This is how they make their money. They can't turn the moment. So if they're, it's only was like twenty bucks Aussie. Yeah, and I invited a few mates around, and we all chipped in and had a great time at five a.m. in the morning. So, uh, you know, it's all I like about middle fans. They're, they're very supportive, and you know, through people I know with their merch companies out, and they're they've uh, just it's boom time. You know, they're going gangbusters i can't keep up with the demand you know it's fantastic you know like i said before about the vinyl comeback and you know, these guys can't get the vinyl in quick enough because people are buying it really out of control so that's you know it's great it's because you know then the, you know, the fans are happy they got some product the band's making you know making at least something um you know and these merch companies are surviving and providing what the, the fans want so you're good on your metalheads man I, it's it's part of the reason why i've stayed in this industry in this genre you know, I'll never, I'll never not like it, but just the people and their support is, it's fantastic, you know, I love it, I don't think there's, I mean, you know, I can't say for sure, but I don't think there's, there'd be too many genres of music that are, are, are probably got this support from their fans that, you know, the, the metalheads do, so it's, you know, it's awesome, keep buying people. Yeah, that's right, yeah, I've, I'm, I mean, I've always seen it, I mean, that's, that's why, that's why, uh, you know, things such like products that we sell as, you know, collectively as, as musicians or just people that work in the industry, you know, things that are out of date um, in any other part of, of music, like, you know, CDs and things like that. Uh, that's, you know, they, they continue to sell and they continue to sell well and, and you know, people are happy to support. And I think, you know, even for myself and, and I know you're the same, you know, even as a, just a fan of, of music, just to be able to sort of, you know, order something online now and it rocks up and you can, you can have a look at it and you can take a photo if you want for, for the socials or whatever, but it's this little dopamine hit of satisfaction just to know that you've chipped in, like you've, you've, you've contributed to the bigger cause, you know, and, and you're oh, part definitely, of a, a wider team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always been you know, a big, big, big supporter of the Aussie metal scene and even now, We've been quite fortunate in Perth. We've we've had gigs back since July, and I, I you know run a, a metal club over here, Ornography, which you know I know you you've we sent you a few CDs to give away and and whatnot, and uh, you know compilation CD we did, and you know even now like you know, I've always been to have you know a solid um, stream of of giveaways just through Soundworks with leftover merch and whatnot, but obviously you know that's dried up, so I'd run out of things to give away. So we have this this you know theme of a bunch of giveaways every every month. So I was like, well, you know, okay, I'm, I'm running out of stuff, but hey, you know what? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm buying stuff from Aussie bands, you know, just to, um, again, you know, I could probably hit them up and get it for free, but I want to, you know, do that. It's, it's, it's tough times. So, like, you know, I'll pay 20 bucks for a CD or 40 for a vinyl or, or whatever. So, you know, we're going to support each other. Um, even just last night, you know, I had a local gig here with my own band. It was really good and one of the support bands like, hey, you know, I'll grab a CD and a, uh, a vinyl and a shirt. And they were trying to like give it to me for a crazy price. Like, nah, nah, dude, I'll pay. I'm, that's too cheap. I'll just, you know, give you 40 bucks. So let's, let's, let's call that a deal. And 
Um, so I'm happy to play, man. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it helps with the, the, the metal club. You know, people come along and people are always obviously happy to win things. Um, so, you know, and I, you know, I want to support the people who's always supported us. You know, we've all got to, we've got to have, we'll have each other's back at the moment. So, yeah, man, it's, um, happy to, happy to help. What do you, what do you reckon, um, your metal club has had the success that it's had? Because I mean, from over the years, I'm sure you've seen it countless times, you know, people have attempted to have a, a metal night or something like that. And it, it might, it might have a bit of a spark to begin with, but then after, after several months, it just uh, it just fades away and just disappears completely. But I mean, you guys have been doing it for a while now, and it seems I mean you've got good branding around it. It seems to be regular, yeah. and consistent. I mean, what I mean because it's is it yourself and Cabba that or Cabba? That yeah, helps yeah, Cabba yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, been it's uh, two and a half years now. Um, look, it was that I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years, but Tom was I was a bit time poor with a million fingers over a million pies, but um. You know, I managed to free a bit of space and I just found the personal scene was a little stagnant. There's no new bands, like no I was like seeing no new faces and so I just wanted to come up with a different concept of a metal night, but not just four bands playing a gig, you know, which mm. is you know, for the sake of nothing with no thought put into it. So we kind of come up with this idea of, you know, we just have three bands, like longer forty five minutes between bands. A lot of, you know, obviously, you know, background music, a lot of giveaways, drink specials. Um, but main, for, main for the idea of getting, trying to get younger people coming through, because, you know, you know, it's, it was, it, it, don't get me wrong, you know, with old people, you know, my vintage, still going to gigs is great, but, you know, you need this younger crew coming through. Mm. Um, just trying to attract people to, to come to gigs and realise, you know, there is a good scene in your own backyard. Um, in trying to encourage new bands to come through, you know, we'll put a new band on. We we don't, we've got no discrimination with any, we just any kind of style of metal, rock, yo, know, doom, sludge, whatever. Um, new bands, old bands, and we really mix it up. You know, you could have a, a, a bunch of eighteen year olds playing their first gig to right through to you know dinosaurs like myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, playing you know the hundredth time in Perth or whatever. So, but it's actually you know it's and it's, we make it a fun. So we have we all men cabbage get up and we MC between each band. And you dribble a bit of shit till a joke. You know, we always have a giveaway and we always make some little competitional game like putt putt golf or you know pin the dick on Fred Durst or you know <laughs> or literally you know like you know kids games, kids games, but making it you know metal metaling it up um, and it's bring a really fun element to it and just creating a community where. You just can come to a, a, a night and just hang out. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily – it's a gig, of course, but it's not just a gig. It's just – and anyone can come along, you know. You just – it's just – and it's, it's, it's worked exactly how I wanted it to, you know. Even last night, it was not a pornography gig, but I was playing and just looking out. There's, like, a lot of faces I've never seen before, and I, I constantly see now in Perth, which is great. And, um, you know, the scene is you – know, I'm not I'm – I'm not certainly not going to take – credit for everything of course but you know there's a lot of other people doing good work in perth as well but you know it's great to see new faces it's great to see that and a ton of new bands have come through um so it's good you know we i think you know we helped reinvigorate the scene a bit because it was getting very stale and boring and you know i hadn't seen a new band for like three or four years I'm like man there's got to be kids out there playing guitar and drums and and whatnot or if they're not i've got to make them interested you know so um so yeah, it's good fun, man. It's 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 you know we don't we we, you know, we put a bit of work into it, but 
you know, we also make ourselves very contactable and, you know, we have a lot of stalls, you know, artists, photographers, um, pretty much anything, you know. If people hit us up and go, hey, man, can I, like, you know, uh, sell my trinkets? I'm like, go for it, dude. Like, you know, it's all about a community kind of thing. So, yeah, man, it's really good. It's really like good it. and people look forward to it. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it's great. I mean, this is probably the big thing why Sydney sucked for so long. Everyone everyone blames, you know, the things that have happened over the years more politically, like lockout laws and, and the likes. But really, I think I think we just lost a consistent place for people to hang out and more than just, yeah, throwing three or four bands and just mm. chuck them in the corner of the room and, and that's it. Um, you know, yeah. people have got to have a place that they can go to. They're, they're familiar with it. They know that, you know, it might be their wingman or whatever's uh, sick that night, but they know that they can still go and they're going to bump into people that they know there. And yeah, exactly. And you know, thing. you could, yeah, it, and that's exactly what I think. It's a social night. I mean, they, you know, gig usually is, of course, but it's more of a, a social gathering. It's, you know, big breaks between bands. You know, I was just, you know, with Soundworks and we, we you know, we hooked up with people in Melbourne and, and you know, we were running clubs and you run giveaways and they're kind of sort of loosely based on what these people were doing and, like am I, you know, am I down in mm. you know in, in Melbourne and and whatnot? So it was like, oh, you know, you could do something here in Perth, you know, it'd be great. And you know, just through lines had things kicking for quite a while, and um, so it was just like, yeah, let's just give it a go. Just, um, is it just the yeah, get some cool branding? Got a, you know, friend in Asia to do the logo. I mean, I come up with the concept. Got friend in Asia to do the logo. The name, just sort of a name, which I was, you know, I was actually driving a DJ down to Bunbury, um, completely unrelated to metal, but <laughs> some, I don't know, some UK DJ I'd never heard of who was headlining, so I guess he was a big deal, I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's all about those driving gigs, half the time I don't know who they are. Um, of course, it was weird because they were just not uh, talking about all, right. which is fine, you know, it's, you know, it's driver, you know. It's not your job to talk, it's your job to drive. And they were on their laptops, I don't know, mixing beats with some crap. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, I've got to come up with a name for this club. You know, and I spent two hours driving south, and I'm like, all these names are coming up, but no, nah, these all suck. And we, you know, he headlined, and we drove back that night. So it's like, I'm driving back at like 1 a.m., looking out for kangaroos and rabbits and stuff. And then I was like, pornography just hit me. I was like, that sounds good. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> um, and if people don't like it, I don't care. But it sounds cool to me. So um, yeah, it's stuck in here. Yeah, people dig it, man. We've got you know, our own merch, and so um, uh, mate, look, maybe maybe you should start a pornography chapter. We'll patch you up. Oh fuck! I yeah, I'm, I'm, the, the cogs have been turning. <laughs> I love, well, I love um, that stuff, though, man. No, I, I love. You could be president of the Sydney chapter, Andy. Oh god, I get start. Yeah, get my colours. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm colourblind, Matt, So it's only black and white. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's the same stuff that we do in our band, you know. It's, you're trying to build a community of people. You're trying to engage with them. You're trying to make them feel like they're the extension of the band and, and all those cliches that, that roll with it, but they work, you know. And, I mean, mm. I remember in Brisbane, yeah, and you would have seen this as well, like Rosie's was, was a hot spot for gigs, but every Friday and Saturday night they would be getting five, 600 people through the door. And, yeah, that's when um, and, was Geeks was running yeah, that. Geeks it wasn't was monolithic or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And people would go, and they don't—they either don't know who's playing, or they don't give a fuck who's playing. But they get still no, pay exactly. to get in because they know yep. that 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 vibe's going to be there. It's going to be a party atmosphere. They, the people that they know are going to be there, 
And even more important, and this is something that, as bad as it sounds, it is 100% true, there were women there. And if you've got the women there, the guys are going to rock up. And I think that's the big thing. You've got to you've got to find that balance and make it appealing for everybody. And if it's just a sausage fest, then it, it might yeah. still it might still be successful, but not to the extent that it will be if you get a few more women uh, yeah. feeling encouraged to come through the door. Because that was, I mean, a massive thing for Rosie. There were so many so many women that would go there, and as a result, lots of people peeled their asses off the couch and made the effort to go in because. You know, there was there was a little bit of an additional social dynamic to the mix that uh, made it a little bit more appealing than just going out and and having drinks with your mates. So it was it was cool. I mean, and I always sort of modelled any any event off what those guys were doing for a while there because um, they just they totally made it a consistent social gathering where people uh, had a great time no matter what, no matter who was playing and, and no matter what the event was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. It- Exactly. I mean, it's just a social ga- good social gathering of good people. You know, and I found too that the Perth scene just in general, um, and again, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, take credit for everything. I'm, and I'm not going to because it's not, not, not the reason why you know, I'm doing all this. But, you know, it's an onflow to other, other shows. Like, I'll go to other shows and just notice that, you know, wow, well, you know, it's like, you know, a bunch of bands and, you know, normally I think, oh, you know, it's probably going to be seven or 80 people here. Yeah, all good. And I rock up, and there's like 150. And go, oh wow, this yeah. is this is cool. You know, you know, like to think. Okay, maybe I've you know helped helped a little bit, you know, create this. But you know, the Perth scene's really strong, and you know, and that's exact. You know, I've achieved what I wanted to do, and you know, as long as people still keep coming, you know, we'll see, we'll keep doing it. And um, it's just great to see so many young faces now at at shows, whereas you know I wasn't seeing that before, and it was. And just smiles on people's faces and, you know, all these kids are buying merch and listen to me, you know, 48-year-old Dice, or 47, not 48 yet, almost. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, but it's good, man. I it like is, it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just created such a good buzz here. And, you know, seriously, if you know, anyone else is listening in, in any other city, whether well, it's Adelaide, I mean, I'm not too sure. I, now, obviously, we're all different with our different rules at the moment, depending on how fucked up your city is with this dumb plague. Um, you know, we have been lucky in Perth, uh, but yeah, yeah, people should you know do the same thing in other cities and really just get people together and create a wicked vibe, man. It's I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I, you know, it's such a great idea. And I mean, the other thing that you've mentioned, which is like just so critical, is getting that next wave of of music fans to to get oh, man, to definitely. come out because. Man, I, I go to gigs in Sydney and I know I know all the bands and there's not too many of them left. Uh, you know, mm. bands don't have the shelf life uh, anymore and there's very few young bands coming through. Uh, and mm. just because either there's no opportunities or they don't know how and there's no networking, you know, like it, like it used to be. Uh, and so I just look around and go, especially because people hit me up all the time going, oh, hey, who are some Sydney bands so we can like consider putting together a package or something, a Sydney show, we want to find some supports or whatever. And I'm like... Here's the list, uh, but uh, that's it. I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. And there's just not there's just not enough opportunity. So yeah, I think uh, what you're doing definitely needs to be replicated in other areas because you need, uh, and especially like you know the 18 year olds. I mean, just so pumped to be out. And if they've got a place that they can go and they're already liking heavy music and all that sort of stuff, you're just pumped to be in an environment where there's a bunch of cool people where that like the same things that you like. Um, mm. It just just yeah. gets some get some passionate straight away. Yeah, man. And look, and it's not just you know, it's not just about the local scene here as well. I'm, I'm trying to keep the entire scene alive. It's it's you know, obviously with Soundworks and what we do is 
when we can get back to business, um, you know, I want obviously we want people to come to shows. It's it's going to be important. You know, I'm sure people will. Um, but, you know, I noticed when we did shows back in July when we got back into it, we we're very lucky where we had city gigs for a couple of weeks, and it's been pretty much normal since August. Hmm. Um, the shows were huge, man. The first couple of months they were double, triple what they normally are because people are so starved of shows. So you know, I want to help keep the scene alive so then when we when we can bring international bands back and I'm, I'm sure anyway it would happen but you know people will come out in droves but you've got to you've got to keep your local scene alive and keep 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 it in people's faces and um you know because you know uh, you know people don't come to our shows you know we can't we can't we can't tour bands so uh, i think it's very important to well for me personally I think it's very important to keep the local scene the australian scene alive and kicking and and making sure people are going to shows where they can they are buying merch and you know when we can fire up again um everyone comes out in droves because you know it's what we do man it's 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 my my world my living and you know i don't want to have to <laughs> not do it you know i'm just i'm sort of battling through at the moment which is cool you know i've just had to adapt and it's all good but um i'm you know dying to get back into what i eat mm. live breathe and shit you know <laughs> <laughs> Did, I mean, you guys. I mean, you might not be able to share too much detail of what you guys talk about, but between between the three of you guys in particular, you know, Brad, Dave, and yourself, talking about you know the future of, of the businesses collectively, and obviously touring and and what's been going on the past twelve months. I mean, I personally, I mean, I've got no clue. I'm no expert, but I can't see international stuff happening for a fucking long time. Um, maybe this vaccine stuff will start to ramp things up and speed it up, but I'm just. A, and I've, I've been harping on about it a fair bit, but are you guys sort of thinking, even just sort of in the interim, the short term, that the there needs to be more of a focus on Australian touring circuits and maybe building that up bigger than what it was before until you can bring in international bands? Is that is that something that's in the conversation where you guys are sort of going, is there is there opportunity here where people are going to be happy and excited to just get out and see live shows and maybe our current bands can can just do sort of domestic tours and really ramp them up uh, until until we can open the floodgates for, for international bands? Yeah, well, look, you know, um, well, look, you know, international, just, just, there's no point, uh, you know, obviously we discussed it, but there's no point even really, there's no point making any plans. It's just too many uncertainties. There's mm. it's just, okay, you know, the vaccine's out. Is it going to work? We don't know. It's going to, you know, say a country like the US and Europe, they're, they're a mess at the moment. It's going to take 12 months yeah. Before real, I mean, you know, I'm no expert, but um, you know, it's going to take a long time before we we see any any you know, is this a work? Is it happening? Um, you know, we, we we get worried about like you know, oh my god, you know, two two cases of the mutant UK thing somewhere, and we're like, oh, the whole country freaks out. Mm. You know, you tell you Europe, you know, UK and US, you got millions of people, like yeah, you know, twenty, fifty, I don't even know, thousand a day. Uh, that's going to take a long, to, long time to clean up that mess. So, internationally, nothing we can do. Too many uncertainties. Um, we just, just, you know, I, mean, I can't even leave my own state. You know? yes. So, uh, there's no point trying to, you know, we're, we're touching base with with bands and management and booking agents and just saying good day and, you know, just doing the rounds and, you know, hope, you know. All these people are our friends too now. You know, we've known all these people for a long time. So it's a matter of like, hey, how you doing? 
look, you know, maybe we can look at next year, you know, maybe, you know, but, you know, the whole thing's, we don't even know what venues are going to be like, you know, what, you know, what was to say that venues are only operate at 50% capacity for the next five years. That's like, right, uh, yeah. you know, and when you've got tours, sometimes you need six or 700 people a show just to cover costs. How can you book a tour when you can't even book that many sh- people? You can't even have that many people at a show, per show. So, yeah, you know, which means that you can't broker deals and it's all, it's just iffy. So it's just a matter of, at the moment, keep touching base and hoping for the best, you know. So until we have certain answers, you know, uh, domestically or locally, it's, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's, I know, you know, talking to some bands and, no, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, who wants to do a tour and, and have seated shows, you know, yeah, that's that'll, it's not a jazz club, um, that's cool for a jazz club, man, people like, well, it's true, Trip, people like to sit there with their wanky cocktail and their, you know, their $50 fucking whiskey and watch a jazz band, that's fine, man, that's their thing, it's all good, um, you know, comedians, whatever, but a metal show, pff, no way, yeah. so, you know, bands that, you know, we know and love and who, who you know, we know who do quite well. No, 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 no interest. So, you know, the first step will be when the time is right. Of course, you know, bands will want a tour. Or, you know, or you psychoptics and king parrots and distant tombs and all those. You know, probably yourselves as well. Uh, you're all going to want a tour, but I wouldn't book a tour right now because no. you know, look what's happened just in Brisbane. I mean, imagine if you'd booked a tour and you were playing in Brisbane this weekend. Screwed. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm too I'm too scared to to travel anywhere. Interstate at the moment, just being stuck somewhere or having to go into quarantine or, or whatever, whatever the hell, just because of an overnight yeah. decision. So yeah, I, I agree, and it's tough. I mean, I just, I think in the back of my head, I guess this is this is a struggle that everyone has is that no one actually has a timeline. There's no timeline. No. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Going okay, well, no. we can we can at least prepare knowing that in March we'll we'll be in a better position or whatever it is it's just everything's an, un, an unknown along the way and there's another curveball that comes flying flying along and uh yeah. just got to try and adjust but um i i've been i've been harping on a lot about it to to people just to say look plant the seeds or at least you know start to build the networks while you can with people because i mean i just look at sydney and sydney's i just see opportunity everywhere sydney's just been so shit for so many years and You've got Trad and, and Crowbar and you've got the guys at Frankie's and there's and there's pockets of good people doing good stuff. But for the size of this city and the amount of people that are here and, the, you know, the, the couch potato metalheads that are out there, you know, there's there's definitely opportunity. And I just I just go, man, you, you look at all these pubs and clubs that will want to put on live shows when they can and they'll be so much more open-minded to it than ever before because yeah. they'll just be trying to get something, trying to get people through the door. So I'm like... Man, just get a get a Sydney circuit happening. Just something yep. out to the birds oh, again. Man. You know, yep. Whatever, whatever yep. it totally. takes. Totally, man. I think you know at the moment people just need to focus on the local scene uh, and just support you know your local bands. Like I said before, you know people when we got back to you know, gigs and even though it was fifty percent capacity, which really didn't really make too much difference. Um, you know, it was pumping, man. Like we had we had two of our biggest pornography nights, the first two shows back. We had like yeah. two hundred and close to two hundred and fifty players two months ago. I mean, we usually we usually get a solid crowd of around, you know, we before that it was about one hundred and twenty a night, which is you know that's great. Perfect. It was great, you know. It's just a solid, and you know now things have settled down a bit. We're we're back down to sort of you know one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty a month, which is great. Um, but I think you know I think just everyone just needs to focus on their local scene. Uh, you know, obviously bands want to, 
you know, play, get along to them, you know, just, 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 and people want to go out. They just want to go out. You know, they're tired of being locked up in houses and, um, and whatnot. Now, one thing I've found here in Perth, I think, you know, in a way, with lockdown and stuff has kind of helped out local scene because I think it made people actually had the time. I don't know what it was, just, you know, can you check out what's in their back, own backyard? And actually, people were like, oh my God, you know, there's, there's Perth bands. Like, oh, I might go check them out and, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, that'll happen in other cities too. It's like, well, you know, I can't, you, you know, you know, yeah, Cannibal Corpse isn't coming here for, yeah, who knows when. So just go out and, you know, check out your local version of Cannibal Corpse and bang your heads of them and buy their CDs and stuff. Just just keep supporting, man. It's, it's all going to happen. It's just going to, you know, it's going to be patient. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon people, people appreciate what, what they've lost and, I mean, even for me, like I'm in the city now, and it's fantastic. But I moved back, you know, mere months before we we all locked down, and and I was so pumped to be going out all like all through the week and just go to go to pubs and and go to gigs and all sort of stuff. And then it just, uh, well, like everybody, you know, just everything dried up. But um, you know, I just appreciated everything so much more just myself, and I just I assume that's the same for a lot of other people as well. And yeah, I just um, it, and I think the other thing that thing that'll be really interesting to see and hopefully it's got a lasting effect is all the all the white collar workers who you know have been lucky enough to be able to work from home and continue to work you know you don't have to worry about school night as much anymore because you're not commuting you're not having to get into the car or jump on the bus or whatever yeah true uh, and yep. so maybe people are a little bit more open to go out on a thursday night um or or another night during the week because it's not going to be so much of a punish the following morning because really you know a lot of people will be mm. working from home a little bit more often so who knows? Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, any like the stock market. When the stock market's low and and everyone's trying to sell everything, that's that's the good time to buy. You know, it's it's opportunity. You know, so I think I think at the moment it's, you know, people need to plan and and sort of uh, start to start to build things uh, while while it's quiet and get ready to unleash when when we can go back to normal. Mate, absolutely. Yep, get back into it, guys. Get get out there and. Support your scenes, man. It's not just the bands too, you know. It's it's all the, the you know the venues and and the, you know all the places around that you eat at and stuff. You know, all these people need support. It's not just it's not just about the music. It's you know the whole economy. I mean, I'm not I don't really follow economics and politics that much. I hate all that stuff. But you know, I know it's you know, we all got to work together. You know, support each other. So you know, get out there, get a big feed in you, buy twenty beers, and then buy the band's merch and bang your head off. Sounds good. That, that, that'll be the call to action from this episode. <laughs> get, yeah. get into it, guys. And um, we'll get Kamal to MC. Yeah, that's right. We'll have those, we'll have those, uh, those tribute shirts ready to go. Are, uh-huh. you, are you drinking the, the Kool-Aid with the K or the, 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 uh, or the Kamal oh, Aid or something like K. that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, mate. Yeah. You and me, let's do your mum. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the cogs are turning. Oh, jeez. Um, so you mentioned on the email the other day what you've been up to over the past uh, past twelve months because you know as you said before I mean you know tours and and soundworks and just all all that work I mean everything sort of has revolved around shows and that's just all disappeared it's gone completely I mean what what have you had to do I mean what was it like to begin with did you have to sort of immediately go into emergency mode and try and find something to to keep you going I mean what what did yeah what did you do. Well, you know, it all happened so quickly. So, you know, um, it really did. Like, you know, a week 
out from uh, download, you know, obviously, you know, we were in touch with them because we had our awesome and carcass on the go and, you know, both of those bands were flying out on the following Tuesday and, you know, at that point, Dylan's like, yeah, yeah, you know, my chemical romance had pulled out, but, yeah, we're still forging ahead. And we're like, yeah, no worries, we kind of, you know, didn't, had no, um, you know, no understanding of what was really going on. Talking to the bands, yeah, you know, we're all coming out, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, like it was Sunday or the Monday and, you know, shit the fan and it was just like, all right, yeah, everything's cancelled. So, cancel the bands, all right, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it all just happened so quickly. So, you know, that, that couple of weeks was just all about, you know, damage control. Um, and that was like, well, once we kind of started realising this wasn't just some little, you know, bug, um, I'm like, oh, my God, shit. Uh, oh God, we could be screwed here for quite some time. So, um, rather than you know myself, Brad and Dave, we're not we're not you know all kind of just sort of, you know your own did our own things and worked out. Okay, well, what, what are we going to do? Like you know, I'm not one of these. I'm not going to be one of these people that sits down and whinges, you know, bitch and pisses and moans. Oh my God, you know, you know, I've lost my living, which I have. Whatever, you know, shit happens. So, I, um, personally, I first thing I did was buy a scooter. Um, pretty metal. Uh, <laughs> yes. If I screwed, I'm in 50 cc, so I can't go any. I can get maximum speed of 55 k an hour downhill. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I've got this mental image of you, you scooting past on this little little scooter with, the, with your knees tucked up. Oh mate! Oh, well, you see, I, I well, I was going to Bali. I got it there a lot. I used to because yeah. you know I love it up there. I got some great mates. So I, I own a scooter up there. So, I mean, I was, I was always thinking about buying a scooter because, you know, I just want to save money on petrol. I've got, you know, I've got a big van, which, you know, chews up the, the petty a bit. Mm. So, like, oh, yeah, save it. Anyway, what is a scooter? Thinking, well, if I have to, I'll do Uber Eats driving because people are still going to – I'm thinking people still have to eat. Mm. Um, if I have to be an Uber Eats driver, so be it. It's not below me. I don't give a shit. I, I need to pay my house off, you know. Um, so, yeah, I rushed out and bought a scooter. And this is before, you know, JobKeeper and all the rest. Um. Then I was so I got that, but then I was fortunate enough where uh, Brad Weston from Soundworks, my best mate, he's uh, got a burger shop in Perth, which he's had for a couple of years now, almost three. Um, and you know, a couple of staff got a little kind of you know worried, and you know a couple of them decided to leave. Fair enough, you know it was like you know we at that point, like I said, no one really knew what was going on. So he's like, mate, you know a couple of guys have left you. I can give you a job, you know. Do you want to accomplish you know, two or three shifts a week? And I'm like. Sure, I've never worked I'm in hospitality, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it was actually quite. I'm still here. I just just went back this week. You no, know, my shifts, first shifts for the week, and it's actually been. It's I've learnt quite a bit about hospitality and, you know, being a dish pig and front of house, mate, front of house, taking orders. Um, but it's actually been good, you know. So I, I did that. You know, I've, I've got these people who are like almost a third of my age bossing me around, which is good because usually I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm a tour manager, you know. I'm yeah. like. I'm, you know, I'm the guy at the, the gig that's got to, you know, I'm the go-to guy, and if anything goes wrong, I'm the one that's got to fix it, and I'm the one that's getting three hours sleep a night. Um, I was actually good having, you know, eighteen-year-olds telling me what to do. Hey, hey, mate, can you go? You reckon you go cut some pickles for us? Yeah, sure, no worries. Um, so, and the good thing is, it's a, it's an it's a rock themed, you know, burger joint. So, yeah, you know, we've always got Led Zeppelin playing, and you know, Aussie and. Now I, I throw a bit of bolt throwing here and there to you know please myself, <laughs> uh, but it's good, man. You know, I, I was lucky enough. You know, good mates helped me out, and I've got another mate who's uh, you know metal friend too. But he's you know he started up a painting business. He's like, mate, you know, I've, I've got too much work. It's all it's all exploding me. You want to you do a day or two a week? So 
I've learned how to paint houses. Um, Jeez. Oh, I know. Jack of all Not, trades. <laughs> I never expected to be painting houses. Um, you know, plus, you know, I'm, I'm still eligible for the job keeper and, you know, I mean, I'm, both those jobs, it's only part-time. It's, it's not, not huge amounts of money, but it all helps. So in the end, I didn't have to do the Uber Eats. Um, although, you know, once job keeper finishes in a couple of months, I won't have to, but that's all right, whatever. You know, I'm not going to – nothing's below me. I don't care. I'm not afraid of hard work and, you know, I've just got to adapt. Everyone's got to adapt and just, you know, I guess – in a way, I'm fortunate. I don't have you know wife and kids to support. It's just me. Um, you know, so it's a little less stressful for me. I can understand a lot. You know, people, other people, probably a lot more stressed with their own situations. But yeah, for me, is uh, a little easier. And then um, you know, on top of that, myself and Brad started a, a sauce business, which, um, which came through the the, the restaurant Wee's Burger Joint because I was, you know, I, you know, I've always liked cooking and. Always made sauces for myself, and basically, like, yeah, I really love your chili sauce. When I start the the burger joint, do you want me to? Can we use your sauce, the chili sauce? I'm like, fuck, if you want. <laughs> that picked up, and then uh, people wanted to buy it in bottles, and we started bottling it. And all of a sudden, hey, maybe we should do some different flavors. And now we're doing band sauces. Yeah. The first two have been Cycroptic and King Parrot, which both have ended up being our best sellers because, like as we've talked about before, metalheads and nerds and collectors. So. We get 100 bottles of King Parrot sauce and sold out in about 10 days. I was not prepared for that. So, um, you know, so, you know, doing that as well, and it's, you know, not a, not a huge money, honey, money spinner, but um, hey, it's fun, man. I'm in the bumping burger kitchen cooking up sauces, and sometimes it's, it's actually quite weird, you know, sitting there going, well, you know, you're, usually I'm out there to managing, you know, whoever. <laughs> Some of the biggest bands in the world, and here I am cooking up sauces for King Parrot, and, um, <laughs> doing dishes and painting houses, and <laughs> um, so it's it's you know it's not I'm I'm certainly not complaining. I'm actually there's elements I'm enjoying for sure, and you know um, a little less stress. I'm you know I've now I've got about 150 chili plants in my backyard. Wow. I've become a chili king apparently. Well, we're. we're um, I buy the chilies for our, you know, the bumping burger sauce. You know, I'm referred to as the chili man. <laughs> hey, chili man, how much you want this week? <laughs> One kilo, two kilo. So it, it, it's it's been fun, man. I'm not, yeah. You know, I've just, yeah, I had to adapt. You know, I certainly wasn't going to sit there and whinge. Oh, yeah, uh, which you know a lot of people do, and you know, I, I don't have time for that. Whatever, you know. So, um. You know, I love it. I I'll, love keep, it. I'll keep plugging away all that stuff. And if any bands want any band source, just go, you know, hit us up and we can, we can do whatever you want. We can make it hot, mild, sweet, whatever. So, yeah, no, it's, 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 um, it's been interesting. That's for sure. I, I mean, it's, as you say, like you got no choice. You got you just got to dive in and do whatever it takes to, to, to keep money coming in and you can, you know, you, yeah. to survive. But I mean, you know, glass half full perspective, you know, if, if you weren't thrown into the situation, you wouldn't have found yourself in all these different scenarios where you, you're basically you're experiencing all these different situations where you're working with different people you you would never work with um, under different circumstances, different skills. I mean, even just to, just the versatility, the mindset of just having to pick something up, put it down, and then go to the next thing and yeah, just, man. just to keep it all ticking. I mean... And yep. it's just so many yep. people who struggle with, with change, with anything out, outside of, you know, a routine and a very sort of basic stru- structure. And so, 
I, I mean, no doubt you, you, you're better for it, even though, you know, I guess if you, if you could control it, you wouldn't have gone through the situation. But I mean, definitely, you know, some, some benefits from the experience. Yeah, man. I, you know, I think the problem with a lot of Australians, you know, we are a bunch of whinging assholes. We really are, you know. <laughs> no, it's true, man. Yeah. And, and people, you know, even even though they're getting a job seeking, the job keeper, I never expected the job keeper. I really didn't. And I'm very grateful for it. Um, and it's going to stop in March. And if you know, if it stops, it stops. I'm not going to whinge about it. It's like, okay, well, I, I have to, I have to, I'm going to have to do something else to make ends meet. That's fine. Um, you know, a lot of countries haven't had that. A lot of people, a lot of countries haven't had that. So, um, but yeah, people still like to whinge and go, oh, you know, I can't get a job. Oh, I've spent seven years, you know, studying psychology. Well, good for you. That's great, you know, on you. But if you can't get a job in it, suck it up. Yeah. You know, go, go, no, seriously, go fucking do a bit of gardening or whatever. Don't be a soft cock about it. Just, just go out, make the money, and you'll get your job you want eventually. Don't sit there and, oh, it's below me. I hate people like that, man. It's really it irritates me, you know. Okay, you got you got your degree and you spend all that money. Well, it means jack shit if no one's going to employ you. So just go out there and do something else, you know. I've gone out there and done a whole bunch of things. Funnily enough, enjoying the, all of it, even the painting. You know, it's 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 been fun learning a new skill. And good thing is, you know, mate, he's, he's helped me out. He's you know he's a metalhead too. So we're listening to pungent stench while I'm painting this house. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Love it, eh? It's actually, you know, it's good because I could, I still have that middle element there, you know. I can, yeah. Uh, and he, he's, he's great because he, you know, he's in the grind death. So, yeah, blood dust, a pungent stench, you know, um, macabre, and and just, you know, I'm sitting like banging my head and painting the wall at the same time. <laughs> that, that might. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, it's, 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 you know, I wouldn't say it's the, the, the best work in the world, but I'm still, I'm still trying to have a good time doing it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just grateful that my friend is helping me out and you know, I can pay the bills and I don't know, whatever. If shit, if shit really hits the fan one day, maybe I can start a painting business and oh, know, paint, yeah. paint, paint the walls with chili sauce. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I think, I think it's the same as like bands as well. I mean, you've got bands who have absolutely dwelled in, in the situation over the past year or so. And, and other bands who've just taken a step back, taken a breath, and gone, "All right, well, what do we do?" And I've I've been absolutely floored with the creativity of some bands just to try and keep keep their audiences engaged, their community engaged. You know, doing as you said earlier, like you know, different different merch ideas. Um, you know, doing stuff online, whatever it might be, just to just to keep the needle moving. You know, and and yeah, props to you them. do as as a band. You know, you need to keep momentum and. Uh, yeah, you know, of course, bands start doing masks. Great yep. idea. Why not? Yep. Um, bands, you know, doing live shows, streaming shows, you know, bands doing a lot more recording, um, you know, releasing ISO, you know, ISO uh, videos, you know, you know, just record, you know, just filming it themselves and compiling something together and just still being creative and keeping the momentum going and keeping people's faces and, you know, that's, that's, what they need to do, you gotta, you just gotta be a doer. Don't sit there and fucking whinge about everything. Just go, all right, well, shit, okay, we can't get together and film a, a film clip in a bloody warehouse. Let's, all right, well, let's just do it in our lounge rooms and we'll just black things out and do it all, you know, put some effects on there and and do something, you know, write an EP, do a cover, whatever, you know, just, just fans are 
we're still hungry for your music. So just think outside the box and get creative and, uh, you know, do something a little different and have fun with it, you know. It's all doom and gloom, you know. Well, you just got you, you just got no choice, you know. I mean, there's nothing. There's there's going to be no value in just sitting and dwelling about it and complaining about it. There's there's literally no benefit that's going to come out of doing that. And and so that so those people who who take a little bit of time to sort of assess the situation, and go, okay, well, where are the opportunities? What can we do? Um, yeah. they're, they're the ones that uh, you know. I mean, and it might not always be a success. I mean, there's a lot of fucking error when when you're doing troll and error there's, there's a hell of a lot of error more oh, error than, absolutely man yeah, there's but, always gonna be hit and miss yeah. it doesn't matter what you do there's always gonna be hit and miss and some things you'll some some things will take off and other things will just yeah i go oh well whoops well, well yeah at least yeah at least you tried <laughs> no harm trying right like nothing nothing ventured nothing gained that's it that's it yeah better than better than sitting back doing nothing at all yeah exactly yeah and well actually just just from just then um one thing i'd didn't mention with uh, the million things I do is uh, myself and Miller from Black Reno also started a publicity company uh, purely focusing on Aussie bands, Cult Etiquette PR, um, which was his idea when we, you know, we toured. Uh, they supported I Hate God late last year and he approached me and said, hey, man, like, you know, I, know, I know what you do with Soundworks. And, you know, I've always done PR for bands as a side thing anyway. Mm. Obviously, I've got all the connections with Soundworks, and that's my main role in Soundworks is is publicity and uh, tour managing and logistics and stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, man, that'd be cool." Like, you know, focusing on Aussie bands. I'm, I mean, I kind of do that anyway, but it's just kind of a side thing. I don't really even, you know, it's not really under any particular name. So yeah, we started that, and um, you know, we're, we're just touching on what we were talking about with you know bands doing eps and and recordings and video clips you know and we've 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 been you know fortunate enough to get off to a great start obviously with the people i know and with king parrot and psychroptic and uh bremelin descend our cure on you know the crisis act which was you know members of psychroptic mm. and uh king parrot and revocation and so that's been good to work on too because you know i've always been you know i used to have a label years ago prime cuts music and always been a big supporter of aussie music so when 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 Mill had the idea. I was like, "Man, I'd love to do it." And it, as it's turned out, you know, it's it's been helpful as well. You know, um, been able to sort of that aspect of all the new skills I'm learning. <laughs> that aspect of it actually, you know, is, is still keeping in line with what I love doing is is metal music, and you know, I got a you know, massive passion for Aussie bands. So um, it's been good to help my mates out and, and other bands and. Um, promote their new releases and film clips and and bits and pieces. Um, so that yeah, it's been good. That's given me a you know a little bit of hey cool. I'm still doing something I like, um, and that's been going great guns. Uh, and hopefully you know, I know you know, I've got the mentor at the moment. Um, Flaming wreckage, I think hidden intent coming out pretty soon. Um, so yeah, it's good good to help these bands you know and they're all you know making the most of this time and, and pumping out new releases and you know if i can help them help them generate a few more sales and keep them afloat then you know i'm, I'm happy to do so all right it's it's, it's a it's a great idea it makes it makes sense i mean even you know you mentioned before with prime cuts and and just how long you've been around and what you've done for for a lot of aussie bands just supporting through through sort of your own stuff or or sort of in sort of unison with soundworks and all that sort of stuff it just like it makes complete sense that you you do something like this now as well. So um, yeah, yeah, and 
I mean, you've you've got the. I'll I'll butter you up a little bit, but um, you've got the reputation. There's some legitimacy around you because people know who you are, you, and you do have those connections. But um, I think I think it when especially from a PR point of view, the hardest thing that a lot of bands have is that often we're contacting people sort of that sort of very cold approach where you're trying to build a relationship from from nothing and a lot of these guys out there in in media in particular just get absolutely swamped like just swamped with with shit every single day so much noise and yeah. so it's almost impossible to build that relationship with these guys and um, that's why people like yourself are really really valuable because you've spent a hell of a long time building and cultivating relationships with people all, all over the world so um so for you to be able to sort of Go down this path and and offer that offer that help that uh, that that service for bands. Yeah, it's exciting, uh, and uh, hopefully that sort of ties in with with what we hope. There's going to be a bit of a resurgence for people wanting to get behind local music and going out and seeing bands and buying the merch and all that sort of stuff. And hopefully it just all neatly ties in together. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been doing this. Uh, what year is it? 2021. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I've, I've been, yeah, doing PR on the label. Well, I don't, have the, I don't really run the label anymore. It's just around a time. But, um, oh, God, you know, it's been uh, 22 years or something now I've been well. doing the, the whole promo thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously in that time I've developed a lot of, you know, really good relationships with people. So, you know, I've, I do have that advantage where I, you know, I know if I send a press around, I know a certain amount of people are going to pick it up. Um, and publish it. I don't know I can help you know, with reviews and interviews, and um, you know, help help bands push their stuff out, and and that's the whole idea, of course. You know, as a as a publicist, it's that's your job. But you know, it does help. You know, the people do know. I mean, I've had that relationship with a lot of people for for years. You know, like Brian from Loud. You know, mm. I've known that guy since day dot since I first started, and he, you know, he's got a few years on me. Um, so. You know, I know I'm, he, he's fantastic. I know I can hit Brian up. Hey, man, you know, can you, you know, any chance you review this one of you guys? He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure, buddy. And, you know, it's good because, you, know, you know, if I'm running a PR company and, and, and people, are, you know, bands are partnered with the money, they obviously want to see results. So, you know, it's never a guarantee. Um, you never know what the media is, is going to pick up. Um, you know, we obviously, we always state that beforehand and say, look, you know, okay, you're obviously paying for a service, but. It's up to the metal gods in the end as to who publishes publishes you know what and you know who reviews what and who interviews you and who doesn't. Um, just depends on what else is around at the same time. A lot of factors, but you know, it, you know as long as we, you know, I've got a core group of, of media that are supportive, I've known for a long time, and get some results. You know, keep everyone happy. You know, the band gets a bit of exposure. Looks good for us. You know, it's also good for the the media site. You know, they got some content and. Um, Hey man, everyone's happy. Sounds good. Exciting stuff. Uh, because it's taken me five and a half years to get you on the podcast, and I tell you what. Oh wow, you've been doing it for that long. Yeah. You know, actually, um, I've got. I've got to admit, I'm not. I'm not a. Um, I'm not. I've never really been to podcasts. Uh, I'm not. But I, because I've got so many chili plants now, I start my day every morning. It's very therapeutic. Um, whereas before Soundworks, you know, and everything was going great guns and. I'd wake up all stressed because I'd go, oh, my God, I'm going to have 100 emails today and I've got to, you know, straight away open my laptop and before I've even, you know, even brushed my teeth, I'm sitting there 
checking emails and stressing out, but, you know, obviously things are a little different. So even now my morning starts off, you know, spending about an hour watering my chilli plants and picking them and stuff. But the last couple of days I've, um, I thought oh, I'd better, better check out what Andy's podcast is all about. I knew, I knew you were around, of course, and I listened to uh, the Emitter one yesterday and the Rusty Cooley one today, actually. Big fan hey. of Rusty Cooley. There you go, cool. So, um, yeah, I thought, oh, yeah, I'd better check it out. No, I didn't realize that you're up to like 250-something podcasts. That's yeah. very impressive. Yeah. Five years, man. I didn't realize it was that long. So no, no, good on you, man. That's 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 awesome. Well, I'm glad that you haven't really been paying attention a lot because I've been carrying the burden of not having you on the podcast for the past five-odd five years because <laughs> I, I've just gone through the ranks, especially in Perth, talking to everyone, and, and people keep saying, you haven't had Dicey on. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've kind of just left him out. I just I just keep keep talking to everybody everybody else, and so I thought, okay, I've got to i got to make it happen finally. But I'm glad that you haven't. Uh, I'm glad that you you've taken a bit of a casual approach to to my podcast because uh, <laughs> it's just mean. Well, me the taking, good thing uh, is the, burden. the good thing is you know, you you sent the invitation. I was like, yeah, man, let's have a chat. You know, obviously I've known you for a long time, and you know we're good mates. And what I was like, you know, I was like, I just realised that I should start every day. I should start my morning, not just watering my beautiful chili plants, but um, you know, listen to a podcast of some sort. So, you've actually uh, encouraged me to check out the word of podcasting more, and I'll definitely listen to more of yours. But I'll um, I'll get out there and 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 a lot of people say, yeah, you should listen to podcasts, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm too busy usually just listening to brutal death metal or grindcore or something dumb. Um, but yeah. You know, even even at six thirty in the morning, listen to Good Lax or Blood Duster or something crazy. But you should listen. Um, you should listen to your own band's podcast. Which one? Oh, oh Clem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, what? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so, hang on. Which? Uh, I had to think because I'm in about I don't know uh, bands no, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Clem the Throne. Clem the Throne. Although yeah. I don't think they've well, done we've it only for a just while. recently, only just recently uh, got back together. We had a, a long break. Um, all the other dickheads in the well, sorry, I take it back. Not dickheads. Uh, all the other <laughs> members of the uh, band decided to get married. Every single one of them, except for me. Huh. Um, so you know they're all off getting married and moving to other parts of the world and you know honeymoons and blah blah blah. So um, now Jim's bass player's moved back to Australia. He's actually he's he's, he's my housemate now. So um, hey, there we go. We had a band meeting just not long ago, just a week and a half ago or something, and apparently it was a band meeting. I don't really recall too much. We got too drunk, but it was fun. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, know, we, we're starting to um, – we, um, apparently there's a new album album written, which I wasn't too familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't uh, write much for the band, which is, you know, that's cool. My, my, my job is more to promote it, so it's you know, Cabra and the other guys. It's, their, you know, their vehicle yeah. for their musical talents. Um, it's all more about dumb grind riffs than um, clever melodic riffs. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we're back on board, and hey, I've been listening to, uh, oh, relearning and listening to the old songs. It's a bit of a challenge, man. I don't know if you've had to do it, but like, we haven't played songs for two and a half years. Oh yeah, yeah. I know hey, we got a gig coming up. We got a we got a gig oh. coming up. You learn these songs. I'm like, oh yeah, it should be easy. No. Go go play like I like remember twenty percent of these riffs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I've. Uh, it happens often because we hardly play anymore, and um, and I, I, I just, I shudder to think when we will play again. And I'm just, I mean, I keep looking across the room. I can see my guitars 
sitting in the rack there and I just go, oh, maybe I should just do a little refresher every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. But I know that's not yeah. going to happen. It'll be, it'll be whenever the tour is announced and then a few weeks out from the tour and I'll pick it up and dust off the, the fretboard and go, oh, okay, the fingers don't work. All right, okay. Yeah. Let's start from scratch. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've still been playing. You know, I'm, I'm playing other, you know, uh, bands and stuff. So you know, the fingers still work and everything else. It's just uh, – yeah, those songs. So yeah, but uh, it's been it's been cool. Um, you know, getting getting that back into action, and we've got a gig coming up in March, I think. And yeah, th- th- there's that album that's sitting there apparently. And um, yeah, do, even though we haven't even recorded that album, we're talking about writing stuff for another album, um, which is cool. So now those guys have got all the, the you know the marriage out of the systems. Um, I'm yeah, you know, I'm the dinosaur of that band. I'm like 15 years old, I think, than the rest of them. So, um, marriage is still in my cards. We're not married now, man. It's never gonna happen. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, cool. it's all cool, man. And yeah, and it's it's uh, yeah. Hey, look, better late than never, mate. No, oh, that's it. That's it. Well, I- as far as the uh, the old podcasting goes, and um, but yeah, no, man. I, I, I'm glad you hit me up, and I'm I'm glad you've actually sparked my interest into um, listening to podcasts when I start my my days every morning becoming a um slowly becoming a farmer i guess a chili farmer you know another skill i've learned cultivating chili plants <laughs> oh i've got this uh i've got this little montage of Im- images in my head of uh you out there in this uh you know, with a little, I don't know, just a little apron or something like that with your watering can and, and watering your oh, plants. Man, and I'm then... fully all about, I'm all about hand watering because, uh, yeah. you know, Perth, you know, we've got, a, we got a, a problem of not much water here. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all about, I don't put the sprinklers on, I don't have them, but, you know, if, if I, um, you know, hand watering saves water, mate. And God, the last couple of weeks we've had here, it's with the heat, um, you know, I've just got to save the water, man. It's, you know, the, 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 the planet is dying, so I don't want to... You don't want to contribute to it, to it. by yeah. wasting copious amounts of waters on my my um, beautiful chili plants. So I just give them the love and care that just the right amount of love and care that they need. Um, whilst usually listening to a bit of you know grindcore, but now I'm gonna yeah now I'm gonna podcast and try and uh, enrich my brain a little bit maybe. Um, but yeah, but, but, but by the way, yeah, yeah, your Rusty Cooley podcast was awesome you know oh thanks mate yeah that was a he's a he's a man that guy is out of control it just yeah and and really weird to talk to him as well because it's like oh this is the guy that uh yeah used to when at least from my end like getting into guitar i mean that was just one of those freaks it was one of those videos and i didn't even know who he was i saw the video before i knew who he was and just these uh these speed demon shred videos and i'm just oh. like oh my god like what what's going on here just like the fastest guitar remember, in the world um, or whatever the first time I saw it was a uh, Jim, you know, from Climb the Throne, yeah. the bass player, and he's, he's, you know, he's like me, you know, he plays guitar and he's, you know, he's a mad true himself and as well, you know, bass and whatever. But we're at his, uh, where he used to live before, he's like, you know, it was like two in the morning, you know, we're pretty drunk. We were really drunk, but, you know, he goes, oh, man, because he loves Ingway. He goes, oh, have you heard of Rusty Cooley? I'm like, Rusty Cooley, what a, is that a real name? That's, <laughs> that has to be made up. Like, I don't know if it's a real name or not. Either way, He's so cool that he can be rusty cool. It's cool. Um, anyway, he chucked it on, and we spent about the next. Put it this way: we were watching watching rusty Cooley videos until the sun come up because I was just going, "Put on more, put on more." What the hell is this? This guy's a freak. What the hell? Um, so yeah, as I was scrolling through today, like oh, I listened to any podcast, looking for something that you know sparked my interest, and 
I was like, Rusty Cooley? Oh, okay, let's stop. I'm plugging that in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Well, um, yeah, I, um, I'll, uh, I'll be picturing you listening, listening to, to podcasts with your, with your watering can and maybe a little, little uh, lovely basket with your, with your chilies being put in there and then popping onto your little scooter and then... Uh... Oh, mate, <laughs> yeah, look, you know, they're, they're, all the chilies are starting to ripen now, so I'm watering them, then I'm like going around... <laughs> them into my little bar well i've got a basket but i'll get a basket just for you i'll send you a picture <laughs> Thanks, <man. Yeah. laughs> then i'll jump on my scooter to bumping burger which i usually do to um you know start cooking some brutal sauce to uh to whet the appetite of all these you know mad chili heads oh, who would have thought mate who would have thought i oh, know what interesting turn of events who would have never thought <laughs> I never thought I'd be uh, yeah, working in a burger shop and making sauces and painting houses. But uh, 2021, here we are. There we are. Yeah, that's 2022 it. could be the same. Oh, could be fingers crossed. Different. Fingers crossed I'll be back with Brad and Dave, bringing out the, um, the best of um, the metal bands around the world to everyone. And, you know, we can, we can hopefully get back to a normal life and yeah. we can all bang our heads and get sweaty again and, Love what we love, man. That's what oh, we know. certainly miss it. Certainly miss it big time. And uh, and I think what I'll do is um, I think I think we should catch up again soon for another podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make the most of this and uh, yeah, and, cool, man. And get you yeah. back on in a in a few weeks or whatever because um, there's so much stuff I I haven't even scraped the surface with you because I wanna I wanna do a a Ray Martin. This is your life in a way because um, there's oh. so much from back in the day and just like the times that we've come over to Perth and stayed with you or. Yeah, we've met up in other parts of the country or whatever, and just some of the stories you've thrown out, and they've just they've just stayed in the back of my mind, and I've jotted down a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff, and I, I think um, I think you've got a few good stories to tell. So, um, yeah, oh, Mal, I've always got a good story to tell. Oh, definitely. Mate, well, uh, well, maybe maybe this will be a several part series. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I've got the time, man. I've got now. There's time to do it. I have the time. So, um, anytime you want, man. No, no problem at all. Well, it sounds good. All right, mate. Well, I'm going to let tell you what, go. If you yeah. could, if you could, if you could somehow get a Kamal three-way in there, <laughs> well, maybe I will steal you from your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Jess know. <laughs> no, next. I'll tell her hello, by the way. But yeah, we'll do. We'll uh, do maybe don't tell her because. Well, the Kamal I'm records sure, will end sure, up in the bin sure next day. I'll, I'll, I'll turn around. The Kamal records will be in the trash, and I'll be like, "Oh, okay, radio. Yeah, message, message received." <laughs> Matt, but, you, me, and Kamal on a podcast—that would just—that yeah, well, would be—that'd be next level. Uh, that, what's that, what, 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 do, what do the kids say these days? Mind blown. Mind blown. Um, lit. It's, uh, it's lit. lit. Uh, yeah. A game changer. That's a, a game good one. changer. Yeah, I've, I've said I've said that a bit. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a podcast changer. Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe what we can do is if we catch up a few times, maybe just running alongside of just all the stories back and forth is we can we can publicly sort of scheme this Kamal day and start to put it together, and we might be able to build a little bit of hype with the podcast uh, the podcast audience as well. We'll, we'll Man, let's build do it from it. the ground up. I like it. It should be a you know on all seriousness, Kamal Day should be a national public holiday. Well, we might be able to make it happen. We've got to start somewhere. You know, everything starts. I go, I'm going to. I'm going to get my people. Me, that is. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Skomo <laughs> and go look here, punted head. Thanks for job. Thanks for job keeper. I really appreciate it. But we need you know Melbourne Cup Day. Who cares? Nah, fuck that. You off. know. The Queen's birthday, who no. cares? Seriously, does anyone, anyone, people only care about the day off. But I that's, reckon if there was a Kamal it. Day, people will 
will worship and cherish that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, oh, I, can, I, I can, yeah. Oh, just I make think it happen, need, mate. I think we need. You know how like Australia Day they had for a while there, like uh, you, you know, everyone's encouraging people to eat lamb and and have a barbecue and things like that. I mean, we need a dish. We need we need some sort of food that can that can be celebrated and enjoyed on Kamal Day as well. That sort of oh. line, like aligns oh. in with it. So maybe maybe something you know maybe you've been tinkering away some some of the stuff you've been talking about. I don't know. I'm going to speak to Kamal. I'm going to make a Kamal sauce. I've got it. <laughs> it's going to be a Kamal sauce, oh. and it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be smooth. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. It's just it's going to be it's going to be everything Kamal is. I'm going to put Kamal in a bottle. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sell it. Rub rub, rub the bottle. Kamal, come out. <laughs> make a wish. Make a wish. <laughs> what was what was the thing? What was the thing that he his little tagline that he he copped a lot of shit for was something like uh, why is why is uh, everybody so unkind or something like that? Maybe we can. Oh. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But there was a little bit of a thing. Why is this sauce so unkind? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ultra hot one or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we could make Kamal Kavolt. I reckon we could do it. All right. Okay. All right. I'm scheming. Well, right, that's my goal for this year, 2021. I'm going to make Kamal Kavolt. Done. Done. Uh, and and I'll, right. I'll help you along the way. And I think the first thing I'm going to do once I get off this call is uh, find those records, and I'll, I'll flick you a message and uh, and see see if you've uh, if you've got them all or not. But um, yeah, I'm happy to hook you up. I'm just so glad. I'm like this is the last thing in the world I expected to talk about. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely pumped that you've pretty much done something that I attempted to do many years ago and just gave up on it. But there's somebody out there flying the flag, way more passionate than I was at the time. And, and now it's just, it's, it's a litter fire. It's, it's litter, a Kamal fire that um, I don't want to put out. Oh, uh, no, no. The legend must live on. Actually, funny enough, uh, just as, I guess as we finish, finish this, um, my girlfriend last year, because uh, yeah, we would go op shopping together all the time and just buy knickknacks and come out records, of course, with you know ones I didn't have. Anyway, she last Valentine's Day she uh, sent actually sent Kamal a message. I freed him on Facebook and I was stoked. I was like, yes, I'm Kamal's friend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she sent him a message going, hey, hey, uh, my boyfriend Glassy, he's um he's a big fan of yours. Like he's collected all your a lot of yours albums from op shops i don't know if he <laughs> who knows if he took offense to that or not but he, he must know either way he's oh you know you reckon you could send him like a valentine's day you know shout out kind of thing <laughs> he did he, he actually replied oh, really? back yeah yeah and she goes i got something for your valentine's day i'm like oh yeah whatever i don't really get into that stuff you know i'm not you know romantically inclined i guess i'm a bit of a romantic retard but <laughs> like oh yeah okay what have you got you know she shows me a phone and i'm like Get fucked, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, And he's like, "Hey, Jennifer, thanks for your message. I'm glad. I'm glad Dice is a fan. Um, hope you guys have a lovely time on um, Valentine's Day." I was like, "Oh my god, that is incredible!" Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the fact he even replied in the first place, I was like, "No way!" Oh, that's, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, what a what a beast! What a voice! <laughs> All right, Kamal, twenty twenty one. Here we are. All right, right, mate. Well, um, let's yeah, let's let's do another one uh, shortly. We'll we'll lock it in, and yeah, cool, man. Uh, we'll, I'm do, all good. we'll do it. We'll do some OG OG talk, and oh, uh, I'm down with the OG man. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll get we'll get Kamal happening as well. Oh, brother, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
All right, go and reach out to Dicey. Go and say hello. Go and go and uh, chew his ear off about uh, all the, the the million different things that he's involved with. Uh, probably the best place to go to begin with would be uh, his new PR company, coltetiquette.com.au. Um, and the, that new business is on Facebook and Instagram as well. You just search for Cult Etiquette. Uh, Claim the Throne, of course. Um, you can find all that stuff online. Uh, he's uh, Soundworks Touring, of course. Bump in Source Co. Hornography, Apparel Direct. Uh, Dicey's on the socials, kind of. He's on Facebook. Um, I don't think he really does a, a great deal else as far as uh, from personal account point of view. But I'm going to dump everything, as much as I can possibly remember, in the show notes over at andysocial.net and andydowling.net. And, of course, whatever you're listening to this podcast through right now, just click through in the description. There'll be a bunch of clickable links there. Go and reach out to him. Go and say hello. Let him know what you thought of the episode. And, uh, and yeah, as I mentioned in this uh, chat with Dicey, uh, there was just so many things I wanted to chat to him about. He's got so many stories from over the years that he's told us, which are just fantastic. And I'd, I'd love to just get a little bit of that on the podcast. So we'll have to catch up again and uh, make up for lost time. It's been five and a half years since Dicey's been, uh, well, since I've started this podcast and five and a half years it's taken for Dicey to be on the podcast. So um, I've got I've definitely got to make up for lost time, getting back on the podcast and do a few more episodes over the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, if uh, any of my mates out there who know Dicey well, if there's any war stories that you think uh, are worth highlighting, uh, Go and give Dicey a nudge or me a nudge and I'll, I'll prompt him and uh, we'll, we'll get them on a future episode. So there we go. Uh, now, before we wrap it up, of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. Um, I'm just so stoked with all the support that you guys have been giving me on Patreon. It is the reason I've been harping on about this quite a bit. It is the reason why this podcast is now uh, now ramped up to two episodes a week in 2021. Uh, it's going to be a big year. Lots of Australian musicians in particular, a lot of return guests, and of course, a lot of brand new guests from all walks of life are going to be on the podcast. I'm really excited. I've got a lot of ideas. I've got a long list of people I've got to start uh, churning through and getting some getting some conversations recorded and some episodes out. And uh, I'm just absolutely pumped. But it is because of the people on Patreon that all of this is happening. So uh, I'm going to do this for the foreseeable future, at least for the month of January, I reckon. I'm just going to rattle off everybody uh, that's been supporting on Patreon, and then I'll, I'll uh, go back to to uh, supporting the top tier top tier folk. But uh, in particular, thank you very much to Ryan from Adelaide, Andrew from Perth, Mick G from Sydney, Ash from Daniloquin, Dan from Dapto, Riley from Sydney, the Toe guys from Melbourne, Lords of the Trident from Madison, Wisconsin, Sean from Oregon in the US, Johnny from South Australia, Zach from Adelaide, Rod from Rayleigh in North Carolina, Matt from Adelaide, Saul from Oxford in the UK, Patrick from Canberra, Liam from Brisbane, Tom from Melbourne, Chris from Sydney, Frank from Utengruppenbach in Germany, Lewis from Ely Beach, Turner from Armadale, Samantha from Sydney, Brando from Leeton, Tim from Canberra, James from Brisbane, Bradley from Canberra, Sean from Melbourne, Kurt from Brisbane, ja- Jason from Adelaide, Christian from Canberra, Cole from Port Canberra, and Jordan from Bendigo. Guys, absolute legends. Thank you so much. And folks, uh, as I said, support starts from only a buck a month. It, it literally is like you won't even notice it coming out of your account. It's a great way to support this podcast. And my goal for this year is to uh, is to get the Patreon numbers up more so than the dollar value. Uh, I think just having uh, a nice community over at Patreon, giving me a little bit of uh, encouragement is uh, is absolutely is absolute gold for me. So uh, consider that. Join patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. Uh, and I'll uh, I'll be uh, forever thankful. So uh, we're going to wrap it up now. Next week, okay, all right. Uh, two episodes coming next week, of course. Uh, Monday's episode uh, is going to be a first for Andy Social. I have not had somebody um, of this profession, of this background, on the podcast. Um, I make a bunch of dumb statements and re- references and things like that that I've, I've just got no idea what I'm talking about, as you'll hear. Um, but I'm absolutely psyched to uh to to unleash this one um 
just uh, I, I I don't even want to give a hint away because I I don't know I just I it's uh it's not it's not a musician it's not comedy it's um it's a bit wild it's a bit wild I'll leave it at that and uh, the second episode will be uh, I believe and I could be wrong it could be a return guest and a return guest musician from a long long time ago so finally we we're digging up the archives of the old Andy social guests from from right towards the beginning and getting them back on to see what they've been up to over the past several years. So uh, looking forward to that. Until then, folks, keep sharing the episodes around. A bit of social media love. Let the guests know how much you love them on the podcast and uh, take care. Ta-ta. Larry. Larry, please. <laughs>